Hello, everybody. This is Safi. Um, back with you. It's been a while. Um, I'm happy to come back. We're going to have a episode five today, Piper. And of course, Piper's here to join me. Say hello, Piper. I'm here. Hello, everybody. I hope you brought your bottle of wine or your drink of choice. I'm excited to be here with you today. Well, before we go there, Piper, I have to do my disclaimer. So, as usual, I don't know what I'm supposed to say, but I will tell you what I believe. So please don't ask me if your baby's cute. And please don't ask me if you're fat. So having said that, I've um, got the disclaimer out of the way. Um, we're going to have a um, pretty interesting topic that I think you may need a drink for this. Is that right, Piper? Absolutely. Everybody needs a drink for this topic. Why? Because it loosens you up a little bit, allows you to have that reasonable conversation, um, and talk about something that's taboo in society. Taboo. Oh, really? What's, so what's... Isn't that um, exciting? What's the name of this episode? Cheater, Cheater, Pumpkin Eater. Ooh, why do men cheat? Yes, I said it. Why do men cheat? I think that's where we're going to go. And, and everything I'm going to talk about is coming from my perception as a man. So it's it's a little bit one-sided, but I think Piper is going to give you the insight coming from a woman. So I'm going to start. I'm going to start. Um, are you ready, Piper? Ready. All right, let's do this. Okay, so here we go. Why do men cheat? Well, I think what we first have to do is we first have to start with something that I can ask Piper to give her the insight and understanding why. So here I go. Are you ready? Here's the first question. Just just bear with me. You'll follow me. See where I'm going to go with this. Somebody take a drink. Piper, let me ask you a question. What food are you not allergic to, but you just can't stand it? You you would never want to eat if you ever had a choice for the rest of your life. Liver. Liver. Okay. Yeah, I have to kind of agree with you. Um, liver. Now, what I want you to do is I want you to go three or four days and not eat any food. Because I think you can go, what is it, five days or six days and still survive with no food. But I don't want to take you to that edge. I want to take you three or four days. You can still drink water. You can still hydrate. But I don't want you to eat. I want you to starve. Ouch. Okay? Okay. You're starving. Can I have wine? No. No wine. No <laughs> wine. Just water. I don't want to numb. I don't want to numb the starvation. <laughs> I want you okay. to feel the starvation. I'm feeling it. Now, now, on the third day of you starving, right at the end of the day, I come to you and I say, Piper, here is a platter of liver. And you're starving. What are you going to do with that liver? If I'm starving, I'd absolutely eat it. But you just said in the beginning that you hate liver. I may not eat it on the third day, but by the seventh day, I'm eating a liver. Okay, so you're starving and you're eating the liver. Okay, so you know that feeling of starvation? Yes. Okay. That's how men feel when it comes to sex. We're starving. So uh, this this okay. Is, so if any woman's been on a diet, this is how we feel after no cheeseburger for seven days. Okay, okay. I mean, it's the same thing. Okay. Well, this is I'm trying to take it to where you're willing to eat anything. I understand. And even borderline, maybe even something that you might be allergic to because you're so much, you're so starving and you're desperate. Well, that's how I feel. Okay. And I think talking to a lot of guy friends, uh, remember on a bell curve. I'm basing this on my experience and the majority of men that I believe which would share these views with me. Uh, 
but of course not dare say it, but I'm going to. Um, so now that you're starving and you feel that, and then you're willing to eat something that you could not imagine you would eat, which is liver. Well, that's why the girl that he cheated on you is ugly. Or that's what that's what they always say. He always cheats on somebody that's uglier than me. Well, that's why. Because they're desperate. They're starving. And, you know, people don't understand that it's a more than a desire, but a need. Okay? It's 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 a hunger. And I'm going against the social norm. I understand you're not supposed to say these certain things, but I'm having an honest conversation with everybody. And in, in order to understand, I have to get you to relate. So that's how I want to explain how I feel when I haven't had sex in a while. You know, I am starving for sex. And it's interesting. So one of the, well, do you have any thoughts on that, Piper? Yeah, I mean, I, it's offensive in its first conversation that we had about that. It's highly offensive. Definitely needed a little glass of wine at that moment. But I feel like it, it changed my perspective a little bit on thinking that you just wanted something from me, like everybody else wants something from me. You know, I'm a, I'm a wife, I'm a mother, I'm a daughter, I'm a sister. There's a lot of things that are expected out of me. And when you wanted something else, it felt like a burden. When you needed something or you need something from me, that's that's different. That puts me in that wife role of of you needing something. So I think it did give me, you know, something to think about. And certainly it took a little longer than a, a few minutes to think about that. I mean, it took multiple conversations of trying to understand how men see things versus me or my women friends when we're out having wine and we're like, oh my God, I can't believe he doesn't help me with the kids or do this or that. It it changed my perspective a little bit and how I presented it and how I received that information. Well, it's interesting how you say when you're with your girlfriends and what I find fascinating, and it really is fascinating to me, how a woman would ask another female friend on the rate of sex or how it should be or how it shouldn't be. And it blows my mind because, of course, they're going to get, if they are like-minded, which I believe through Piper's conversations and getting her to reinforce my thoughts, a lot of them are like-minded in the sense of frequency. And it, it kind of decreases as relationships increase in length of time. And it, to me, a good way of looking at it, it's like asking a plumber on how to treat your heartburn. Why would you ask a plumber on how to treat your heartburn? Why would you ask another female on the frequency of sex on behalf of a male? Or, just, or your own husband, who may have his own, his own needs. Yes, we all have different testosterone levels. And yes, men and women both have testosterone. And that is a, a hormone that is directly related to um, sex drive. And some of us have more than others. And it's just the reality. It is what it is. But it just blows my mind that you would ask another woman on how our sex life should be. Um, you know, it, it's, um, it doesn't make sense to me. And um, it kind of goes back to in the beginning of our relationship. You know, in the beginning of our relationship, it was great. In the beginning. In the beginning. You Somebody know. take a drink. Um, you know, I mean, uh, she, uh, the, the sex was nonstop as much as I wanted. It was great. 
I mean, I had Piper almost doing cartwheels for me at one time, you know? And so that was the basis that I had of our relationship. And then obviously with real life and children, it started, you know, decreasing. And um, obviously I'm looking back, I'm like, why, why is this changing? And um, I, I guess uh, here's a way I would look at it. And please remember, I don't know what I'm supposed to say, but I will tell you what I believe. I'm going to give you guys an analogy. Let's hypothetically say me and Piper met at, we went hiking. Let's say we mm-hmm. met. Interesting. We met hiking. Okay, hiking. Hiking. I we can met do hiking. That. And um, we bumped into each other a couple times. And then you finally had the courage to ask me out. Yes, I said that. She had the courage to ask me out. And um, we, um, we go out. And as we go out, we still go hiking. We continue to go hiking. And let's fast forward a couple years and we end up having children. And we still go hiking. And we love hiking to where we we have our children hiking with us. Let's fast forward a couple more years. Now, Piper has grown tired of hiking, but I still want to go hike. I want to go hike, but she's tired of hiking. The question I have to y'all is, am I to stop hiking? Am I, Piper? Really? Am I supposed to stop hiking? Please answer the question related to hiking. My gut tells me to say yes. But I understand that you like to hike, so I feel like you should continue hiking because I want to support you. Okay. Now, are you ready? Here we go. If hiking is a pleasure of an experience, why is sex any different? If her levels go down and mine continue or go up, and I was treated one way in the beginning and now it's different, why, why why should I be punished? I don't get it. But that's 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 just my thought. Now you have to hike alone. I, I guess I, I uh, yes. <laughs> Unfortunately. Unfortunately, sometimes I do have to hike alone, and it's not fun. I want a hiking partner. I want a hiking partner. Is there anything wrong with that? I don't know. You tell me. So I think um, looking looking at that, it, it it I'm trying to give you I'm trying to give people the insight, and now I'm going to go somewhere else with this. Okay, I'm going to go somewhere else. It, Piper had a gathering and we'll leave it at that because I don't want to name names and I don't want to share with people the gathering type or who it who it who she shared that with. But I invited her if she happened to have the courage to have a topic regarded regarding sex. Um that I I I betted her that the average frequency of the people that she's going to be discussing on average would be a month to two months that they might have sex with their partner, husband, etc. And she thought I was crazy. Piper, can you please share that experience? Yeah, absolutely. I feel like, um, first of all, sometimes it's hard to be honest um, in those situations. We all, all want to think the best of what we do, or we feel like that's what we used to do, so we just go on that basis. But I do feel like most women, just like myself, get involved in other activities, um, whether that's their children or they're a volunteer for some organization or they work full time or they do all of the above, right? Well, and, hold on, hold on. I have to tell you, I do tell our kids that their mother is the center of the universe. Right, and but I appreciate on, that, on, but we're on, talking about on. sex, right? I know, I know, I know, but I still love to hike. Go ahead, Piper. I understand. So I, I think I think most of the time, we get caught up in what we're doing. And because we don't like hiking, 
as much anymore, or we're too busy to hike, we start doing other things. We're tired. You know, we are lacking energy to to do everything that we've committed to doing. I mean, women's rights are great, but it also means that we carry an equal weight in working. We carry an equal weight in or more in raising the children. I mean, honestly, you didn't really participate for the first five years. When children are babies, there are certain things like breastfeeding that some mothers choose to do or uh, want to on, do. Hold on, Piper, hold on. But that I, hold that on. maybe take a little hold more time. Hold on, let's rewind. The deception that you created with the frequency of hiking that I had in the beginning, I didn't pretend that I was great in the beginning. I'm very consistent on how I participated with the family. That stayed consistent. But we had no family at that point. But even when we... So for me, that's much easier. Yes. That's a much easier conversation. But when the kids were in the beginning, I still participated as much as I did then as I do now. Your frequency of hiking was at a high level and it just plummeted. So I didn't... You knew what you got from the beginning. There was no deception here as you um, exhibited with us from the beginning till now. But either way, I understand. I just kind of had to throw that in there. Go ahead, Piper. No, agree. But I, I do feel like for, for women, it is a big um, load to carry. I don't want to say burden, but load. And so that just takes energy, and it can be fatiguing. And so I think at the end of the day is usually when we're trying to get all the lunches ready, figure out what we're going to do for the next day, especially if you're a real organized person, and you forget that there is maybe a certain need that your husband may have, not a want, because you, when I saw it as a want, that was a But I don't want you to forget, I still want to know what was the average length of time that they would have sex with their partner. You, About a month. Okay. Now that you said that, this is where I want to go with that. I happened to be at the gym, and two women were talking, and I believe the topic was um, along the lines of somebody cheated on somebody, and somehow I got involved in this conversation. And yes, I did say my disclaimer. Um, I I told them, I may not tell you um, what you want to hear, but I will be very honest with you. Do you want my thoughts? They said, please, we'd love to have a man's thoughts. I said, well, there is one question that a woman that's been cheated on that I will ask. And there is one question, Pepper. Do you think they might need a sip of wine right now? Oh yeah, everybody, fill your glass. Okay. So when I sit back and I, please try I get, to hear the message. Please hear the message and 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 take it for face value right now, and then I'll explain. The question I ask the woman is: Your husband that cheated on you, if you don't mind me asking, when's the last time you had sex with him? And if they say weeks and months. I don't agree with the act that he cheated on his wife. I do not agree with the act, I repeat. But I do understand. I do get it. He's been starving. And I think it's very hard to hear this, right? Because then that means, oh, wow, did I, um, did I encourage it, not encourage it? No, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying, when is the last time you had sex with your partner? And if you hear yourself say it, and then understanding how it used to be, doesn't that raise a question? That's all I'm saying. Your thoughts, Piper? Yeah, I think being vulnerable, being honest. You know, we don't know what is going on with other people. And I have to tell you, I have some girlfriends who are in the, are that are married and they do a great duty as being a wife who meets their husband's needs. So, I mean, that's 
that's worth mentioning as well. I mean, this is not typical for everyone, right? We're talking about a bell curve. We're talking about women who are maybe feeling like that they are burdened by somebody asking well, them for something they want. We're shifting that conversation to if there is this actual need uh, that exists, which I agree with. I mean, I've, I've heard enough. I think there is. Um, we're definitely different. It's hard for me to relate to that. Well, but I, I understand it from your perspective a little better. And also when a woman, you know, there's a reason why a woman can birth a child and a man can't. We're not created equal. We are different. We are um, biologically, through hormones, different. You know, I have a higher testosterone. She has a lower. I have, um, they have higher estrogen. And this is just a fact. This is just how we are. And as they... As, as they give birth to children, their energy does go to the survival of the child. That's just the way it works. Um, I understand that. Um, well, we seek, out, we seek out the men to procreate. So that is what we are programmed to do. So, yeah, because it's different in the beginning, because we know we have that need to procreate. So wait, wait, you said you seek me out. So, wait, did you, did you deceive me because you just wanted offspring from me? I'm kind of like the Black Widow. Yes, once you get in my web, you're not getting out. And that's how that's most terrible. women are. I mean, they want what they want, and it, and we know how to get it. I mean, Beyonce said it best. Girls run the world, right? Interesting, interesting. Well, okay, well, um, I, I just learned something right now. And we're talking about traditional used. relationships, I was used, right? everybody. I, mean, I was just used. I was used for procreation on her part alone. We all have needs, Safi. You've told me better than anybody else. So I, th- I think it's important to say... Women have that need as well. I mean, we feel very strongly, especially if you're getting up into 30, 35, 40, and you, you, you feel that need to procreate. Some people do. Some people don't. We're talking bell curve. Yes. For those and of in, us actually, and in general, um, bell curve, women's sexuality does decline um, as they get older, and as do men, but women at a higher rate, trust but verify. Um, and I think a lot of that has to do with... Um, what you women go through, through menopause, et cetera, et cetera, that men don't have to do that. Well, I mean, there's a real biological well, yeah, I mean, you guys have a time clock. You have a time clock when you can no longer procreate. Absolutely. You I mean, stop. so Exactly. So I was pushing the end of that time clock. So that becomes a, a higher pressure situation. I don't have right? a time clock. I, I understand that. So we're talking from two different ballparks. But the fact that we're able to have that honest conversation, I mean, I think what's hard for most women to hear is that I'm okay with that. I've accepted that there is certain needs that you have that I may or may not have that same need. But if you're going to be in a traditional relationship, especially if you feel the need to walk down the aisle and make commitments in front of people, that's a tradition. So if you set your relationship up to be a much more traditional type husband and wife relationship, I mean, we understand everybody's different. Whatever relationship you're in, you should discuss what those values are to you. And not only at the time before you get married, but during your marriage, as as you go along, give that person the opportunity. (coughs) Let them know, hey, you know, the liver's looking good. The liver's looking good to me. I don't take that as a negative like I did in the beginning. Yeah, of course, the first time you told me the liver was looking good, that's a little hard to hear. But what I did appreciate was being able to step away from that. Maybe you need to drink a little more wine. Hear that message and say, I've been given an opportunity. <coughs> instead of somebody just walking out the door, instead of the having to tell my girlfriends over a glass of wine that, hey, 
I don't know what happened. Well, I think, Piper, the thing is, is we need to be honest with our partners. We have to tell them where we are and how we feel. And, you know, in respect um, for Piper, I will tell her, you know, um, this is this is going on too long. And like I said, the liver starting to look good. You know, that gives her the cue. Um, Now, obviously, as a male, we don't we don't like it when you just roll over and say, "Okay, hurry up. I mean, that that's that's kind of I'll be very honest. You're you're smiling right now because, you know, you do that. But at the end of the day, it's it's almost marriage is a compromise. It's borderline demeaning, you know, at least fake it, you know, fake it and um, act like you're enjoying it sometimes, you know, and it, it is what it is. And I understand that it's um, it's challenging. And um, as as we all um, progress in life, we, 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 we face these challenges. But I think the best thing you can do in respect for your partner that, that you love and value is, is, is have that, that conversation with that elephant in the room. You want to take that elephant Squeeze and squeeze it, it. And love it. Yes. And, and caress it yeah, and make it a lot smaller. You do. You kind of shape it down. Yeah, into because if, if, you don't, if, if you don't do that, you start developing resentment. And that's the last thing you want in a relationship. Um, and it's tough. It really is tough. Well, and look, you know, the type of relationship you and I have may not work for everyone. I mean, everybody's different. Everybody has a different partner. Everybody has a different need. But I think those needs are important no matter what type of relationship Absolutely. you're in. Absolutely. Because everybody wants to feel appreciated, loved, respected. I don't find most people get in relationships, you know, for other reasons. They may end up that way. But I think it's because it goes down a path where one person's not heard or somebody doesn't speak up. And what I don't want for any of my girlfriends is to sell them you know, something fake. If they ask me a question about my sex life, about me, about what's going on, I'm going to give them relevant, valuable, and real information so that they can truly understand that they're not alone or truly understand that they're out of the norm or they're better or, or, you know, than the norm or or whatever the norm is. I, you know, I, I don't know if we know, but at the same time, I'm trying to create that and say, uh, well, look, I mean, I feel like most women in the bell curve generally kind of follow the same path because it's very hormone based. It's very, it is. I mean, th- th- this so, is so, this is based so, from years and years of so, procreation. So, so the, the the joke here, as as we're as we're wrapping this up, um, is is it okay to find a hiking buddy? I don't know. We'll leave you at that. So, as I have always said. Um, I don't know what I'm supposed to say. You just hope that hiking buddy doesn't push you off the cliff. She, she got me there. <laughs> you never know. You never know what's gonna happen, you never know right? What's gonna happen. There's a plus and a minus. There always everything. is. So um, this is this is Safi. I think we're kind of we're we're at the end of this um, this um, podcast of Cheater, Cheater, Pumpkin Eater, Eater, and as usual, it's always fun with Piper, especially this topic. And um, just remember that question um, I asked y'all ladies. Just ask yourself, when is the last time you had sex with your partner? And the answer could possibly be, that's just too damn long. Um, this is Safi signing off. Thoughts of an unstable mind. Um, Piper, you want to say goodbye? Thanks, everybody. If you haven't finished the bottle of wine, because it's only been about 20-something minutes, take a little time. Have a discussion. All right. Y'all have a great night. Bye. Bye.